I was going to call this season two of Yoruba Ibo Muslima, but I realized that I had a couple of episodes. Um, they were actually supposed to be part of a different podcast. I think I called it In Pursuit of Wisdom or something like that. Um, and those I published in 2020 or 2021. Um, and those might have been our season two, which would make this season three. But you know what? I'm going to just forget about seasons and just continue this podcast. I am hoping this time that I'll be able to publish episodes every single week without an end in sight. Fingers crossed. Um, and fingers crossed because, unfortunately, I'm one of those people who don't always finish what they start. Or... Actually, I finish what I start. <laughs> I just thought about um, the couple of podcasts I've done. I mean, since the very first podcast I published, I must have published about three or four more after those. And I those were like limited series, different seasons. And every time I set out to do maybe 10 episodes or whatever, I always finish them. Although I'm going to admit that I have one podcast in my archives that I haven't touched just yet. That's an interview podcast. I probably recorded those early this year, maybe even late last year, um, with a number of Muslim friends. Yeah, I should definitely publish those. They'll probably be wondering why I haven't published them yet. But those are going to be part of a different podcast. But I think I'm just going to put everything here because, I mean, having so many different podcasts, I'm not sure it really serves me well at this point, to be honest. My goodness. I mean, if you leave me to my own devices, I'll probably have like four or five different podcasts. And, ugh. I mean, I know people say, oh, yeah, one podcast for a specific niche, but I am a niche. I am a brand. I am a niche brand. And that's how I'm going to approach it. But um, the only podcast I think I'm going to keep separate for now is uh, Africa Filmmakers Podcast. Yeah, I do not know when I'll be doing a season two, but... Yeah, because that one it has a very, very, very clear niche. So, sorry to have wasted your time, your three minutes on that long-winded, uh, long-winded, long-winded introduction. But yes, this is me breathing new life into Yoruba Ibu Muslima. I have thought hard and long about, you know, coming back to do this podcast for maybe a year or two. And I mean, I thought that maybe it'll be a good idea to start off where the very first season left off. Um, I believe I left off just when I was leaving Enugu. So I thought, oh, it'll be nice to talk about my experiences living somewhere other than Enugu for the first time. But it's been, what, about five years since that happened. And a lot of things that happened are probably not fresh. I mean, they're definitely not fresh in my mind anymore. So I thought instead of doing something retrospectively, um, 
I'll just take it from here and talk about all of the stuff I want to talk about, which honestly could be anything. And then if at any point in time I have to reference my life um, or any of the events that have happened in the past five years, then I will. You know, so I'm mostly just going to be going with the flow. And I hope that you enjoy that. Um, yeah, I hope you enjoy that approach. And um, these episodes are not going to be as edited and as very well curated as the first season was. Um, in terms of creatively using sound effects and music and all of that, I'm going to leave it dry. And that is because... I have very limited time. I don't have enough time to do anything these days. Editing takes forever. I'm trying to get my YouTube channel on track. I'm trying to um, get Instagram content out there as often as possible. So please forgive me if this podcast doesn't sound as amazing as it could have sounded with you know all of that creative editing stuff. In fact, I'm going to try not to edit at all because, yeah, that would just <laughs> be able to save me enough time. But I hope you enjoy it regardless. And yes, you might hear some background noise, children, doors and all of that. There are houses all around mine. So I apologize for that in advance. And I realize that, yeah, this is still the introduction. But <laughs> jumping into the topic um, of the day or of the moment. So I started watching this um, Senegalese web series on YouTube titled Salma. If you have been following me on Instagram or maybe even Facebook, you probably already know it by now because in the past week or so, I've been posting so much about it. Um, I actually discovered the series when I was um, I was looking for images, pictures or frame grabs of Muslim women from movies uh, for a pitch deck that I was preparing. And I found it so difficult to find anything. Um, and then one of my filmmaker, I don't know if I should say acquaintances, <laughs> but one of the filmmakers I follow on Twitter, Abamakama, he suggested that um, I check out Malian films and... He mentioned Mali and some other country, but not Senegal. And um, But I decided to look into Senegalese stuff, um, knowing that there are a lot of Muslims there. Even though like the stuff I'd seen from Senegal, they have many hijabis. But I thought, you know what? No, no worries. I'm just trying. And lucky for me, I found Salma. In fact, um, I think it was about four months or five months ago that they posted their very first episode. Uh, and this season of the show has 25 episodes, which is about, in fact, it's more than twice the length of what Nigerian web series um, normally post. So, yeah, I thought that was interesting. I wonder if they're going to do a season two. I don't know. And I don't even know what that's going to be about. But anyways. So. Uh, the reason why I was so excited about this series is because, well, as you may or may not know, I have been starved of um, content, movies, TV series, you know, representing Muslim women. And I'm so eager to see this stuff. I mean, these movies. Um, I'm a big believer in 
seeing yourself on TV, um, especially as a minority, I do think that it helps a whole lot with um, how you see yourself, your self-confidence and how you interact with the world. I mean, I would want my daughter to grow up looking, um, watching Muslim women do amazing things in television because I don't know where I heard this phrase from, but I do believe that if you can see it, you can be it. I think this applies especially to children and to girls and to Muslim girls. Um, yeah, once in a while I might get on my soapbox, but <laughs> please bear with me. So, I mean, this was a big reason why this series was so exciting for me. Even though on a normal day, I might not watch it. Um yeah i mean as far as filmmaking goes and films and all of that stuff as much as i like to watch the i like to call them the fancy stuff <laughs> the art house stuff the stuff with really high production design or um really high artistic values i also like to watch you know something more laid back from time to time something that i don't have to think about too much and web series often do it for me. So um, I think I have watched a, quite a number of the popular web series in Nigeria, but maybe we'll talk about that some other time. Um, let's get back to Salma. Um, so what, based on the first episode of Salma, I thought that, you know, what well, probably this series is going to be focused on this girl who is sort of a baddie, a bad girl. Um, but she's a Muslim and she's trying to be a good Muslim because, I mean, in the very first episode, we see that she does drugs. We see that she's a call girl. Um, but we also see that she says her prayers and she asks God for forgiveness and she's really sorry about, you know, all of the bad things that she does but her problem is you know she would repent and she would ask for forgiveness but she would go back you know and do all of these things and i found that very relatable and i do think that a lot of us who are religious um i don't know if it's a lot of us but at least some of us who are religious or at least try to take our religion seriously and our relationship with god seriously may at one point in our lives or even right now be struggling with a sin or more than one sin or just one or some bad thing or some undesirable trait or quality that we're trying to get rid of and trying to stop and trying to avoid but you know we keep going back and doing the same thing even after asking for forgiveness and it can be disheartening when you hear you know the conditions for repentance that Oh, you repent means that, you know, you're deciding to not do it anymore. Um, and God will forgive you if, you know, you do it the first time and you didn't know that it was a sin and then you repent. But it becomes a different matter if you keep repenting and keep doing the same thing. Yeah. I mean, don't take my word for it. I'm not like a scholar when it comes to religious matters or anything. And to be honest, the whole repentance thing, it still confuses me sometimes. Because yes, um, we know that we are called to repent and repent and 
say astaghfirullah, God forgive me, over and over and over again. And never stop repenting, you know, but at the same time, you see verses or you see explanations and you hear sermons that say, oh, you're only going to be forgiven if um, you're only going to be forgiven if you, you commit a sin. I didn't know it was a sin before. And yeah, it gets it gets a bit confusing. So, I mean, when we're talking about Salma in this case. She commits sins and she knows that they are sins. Okay, the child crying in the background is very distracting. Sorry about that. <laughs> I was serious when I said I would be editing this, by the way. So, sorry. Um, yeah. I mean, and on Instagram, I, I thought about Salma's situation and um, I thought to ask on Instagram, on Twitter, actually, that do you think it's possible to be a bad girl and a good Muslim at the same time? Hmm. <sighs> okay, so, I mean, before I ask that question, I wasn't really sure, to be honest, and I was really curious what, um, other people had to say and after reading through all the comments and the responses I figured that you know what the straight answer is no you can't be a bad girl and be a good Muslim at the same time I mean first off the word bad the word good they cancel each other out um, one person did point out that yes you can be a bad girl and be a Muslim but the question is but when I say, oh, good Muslim, that's where it becomes, yeah, a problem. Because, I mean, our definition of bad girl, I mean, that was something that, you know, people were eager to clear up as well, that what exactly do I mean by bad girl? But, I mean, if you use drugs, if you're a call girl, or you're doing something else regularly that's considered a major sin in Islam and people can see you doing that thing, you know, and you're not hiding it, you're having fun doing that thing. And people, not just Muslims, but everyone else, oh, she's a bad girl. They're saying, oh, she's a bad girl, she's a bad girl. Even though that's kind of like a label that some people seem to wear with pride, <laughs> You know, it's it's hard to say that you, you wear the bad girl label with pride when you're out there and still be a good Muslim. I mean, even though, even if you say your prayers and give in charity and fast and all of that, there's definitely a problem. There's a problem maybe with your iman, but whatever it is, you you have a problem as a Muslim. And it will be hard to say that, oh, you're a good Muslim. I mean, it's a different case if you're doing stuff and you're hiding, you know, um, and nobody's seen the stuff that you're doing. I mean, in that case, the question probably wouldn't apply because nobody's looking at you as a, as a bad girl anyway. Um, and then one, there was this hadith that I thought about that I think really gives context to how we might answer a question like this. Um, there was this hadith about this woman who, I mean, she said all her prayers on time. She used to fast, you know, basically behaved like a, did all the things that you would expect a good Muslim to do. 
but she harmed her neighbors with her tongue like she was she was a nasty neighbor and if i remember correctly and i should have gone to check this hadith but yeah i didn't but if i remember correctly she would be punished for that um i don't remember exactly what the hadith said whether she was going to end up in hell or whether i mentioned just punishment but whatever the case is i mean it was it gave me the impression that okay this this woman like almost it was almost as if her good deeds didn't even matter you know because of this one thing that she was doing um so yeah i mean i'd say that if anyone asked me tomorrow can you be a bad girl or a bad boy and still be a good muslim i would say no but at the same time i don't think that gives anybody the right to judge anyone else um because at the end of the day the only one who can judge is allah who created us he knows a person inside out he knows what we don't know um so while you can judge or while you might say someone cannot be a bad girl and a good muslim it's i mean it's not in our place to judge yeah okay uh that's about it for this episode you should totally check out sarma um and let me know what you think you can send me a dm on instagram or send me a dm on twitter um be sure to follow me comment on my posts i love to see um dms and um twitter mentions if you like as well um from listeners of my podcast so yes your vaibo muslima is back <laughs> um and i hope you don't mind this new style of not editing the podcast um yeah Kurede is saying goodbye and thank you for listening ciao